Chapter 16 Of Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Melvin Lee Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy by Anonymous The Loss of the Royal George on the twenty ninth of august seventeen eighty two it was found necessary that the royal george a line of battleship of a hundred and eight guns which had lately arrived at spithead from a cruise should previously to her going again to sea undergo the operation which seamen technically call a parliament heel in such cases the ship is inclined in a certain degree on one side while the defects below the water mark on the other side are examined and repaired this mode of proceeding is we believe at the present day very commonly adopted where the defects to be repaired are not extensive or where as was the case with the royal george it is desirable to avoid the delay of going into dock the operation is usually performed in still weather and smooth water and is attended with so little difficulty and danger that the officers and crew usually remain on board and neither the guns nor stores are removed the business was commenced on the royal george early in the morning a gang of men from the portsmouth dockyard coming on board to assist the ship's carpenters it is said that finding it necessary to strip off more of the sheathing than had been intended the men in their eagerness to reach the defect in the ship's bottom were induced to heal her too much when a sudden squall of wind threw her wholly on her side and the gun ports being opened and the cannon rolling over to the depressed side the ship was unable to right herself instantaneously filled with water and went to the bottom the fatal accident happened about ten o'clock in the morning admiral kelpenfeld was writing in his cabin and the greater part of the people were between decks the ship as is usually the case upon coming into port was crowded with people from the shore particularly women of whom it is supposed there were not less than three hundred on board amongst the sufferers were many of the wives and children of the petty officers and seamen who knowing the ship was shortly to sail on a distant and perilous service eagerly embraced the opportunity of visiting their husbands and fathers the admiral who with many brave officers and most of those who were between decks perished the greater number of the guard and those who happened to be on the upper deck were saved by the boats of the fleet about seventy others were likewise saved the exact number of persons on board at the time could not be ascertained but it was calculated that from eight hundred to one thousand were lost captain waghorn whose gallantry in the north sea battle under admiral parker had procured him the command of this ship was saved though he was severely bruised and battered but his son a lieutenant in the royal george perished such was the force of the whirlpool occasioned by the sudden plunge of so vast a body in the water that a victualler which lay alongside the royal george was swamped 
and several small craft at a considerable distance were in imminent danger. Admiral Keppenfeld, who was nearly seventy years of age, was peculiarly and universally lamented. In point of general science and judgment, he was one of the first naval officers of his time, and, particularly in the art of maneuvering a fleet, he was considered by the commanders of that day as unrivaled. His excellent qualities as a man are said to have equaled his professional merits. This melancholy occurrence has been recorded by the poet Cowper in the following beautiful lines. Toll for the brave, the brave that are no more, all sunk beneath the wave, fast by their native shore. Eight hundred of the brave, whose courage well was tried, have made the vessel heel and laid her on her side. A land breeze shook the shrouds, and she was overset. Down went the Royal George with all her crew complete. Told for the brave, brave Kempenfelt is gone. His last sea fight is fought, his work of glory done. It was not in the battle, no tempest gave the shock. She sprang no fatal leak, she ran upon no rock. His sword was in his sheath, his fingers held the pen, when Kempenfeld went down with twice four hundred men. Weigh the vessel up, once dreaded by our foes, and mingle with our cup the tear that England owes. Her timbers yet are sound, and she may float again, full charged with England's thunder, and plough the distant main. But Kempenfeld is gone, his victories are over, and he and his eight hundred shall plough the wave no more. End of The Loss of the Royal George